take two of these and call me in the morning. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. Shit, it is good to be with you. We have a little bit of Pharrell Williams and Gwen Stefani bringing us in this morning. It's a Saturday morning, the time of recording this. We've got a huge day planned. A little bit of mahi in the morning. Off to watch the All Blacks later on as well. Mid-afternoon game for them, which is a little bit different. And then heading back to a game at the World Cup, which is pretty cool. Uh, shout out to Ricky, who actually sent me a polo from the World Cup as well. Thank you for that. I've had some beers this week, some pies the other day as well. Our polo, going to end up fat wearing my polo and with a drinking problem, no doubt. So I uh, appreciate the gifts. And I went to the Who Played America versus Portugal game during the week two. That was pretty cool. There was the biggest crowd of ever seen in this country for football. Uh, and speaking of big crowds, you as well, because in July we had the biggest month for Keep the Change, and it's almost getting um, easy to say this now, but I'm sure it will plateau at some stage as well, because as I dig into the statistics and like to stay transparent with you, I'll teach you uh, how they work a little bit in this space. Now in July, there were over 69,000 downloads of different Keep the Change podcast, which is pretty cool. If we look back at August 2022, there was less than 10,000. So some pretty big growth in that time. And hopefully you will get inspired by watching this Keep the Change journey as well and see how things can compound and snowball and opportunities come, but they do take time. Now, if I jump over to the listeners in July, well, in June, there were 36,000 and... In August 2022, 4,800. So 4,800 people listening to 6,000-something downloads, or 9,000, sorry, uh, last year in August. But what I've learned is that listeners are a little bit uh, misleading because, so this, in July, uh, we had 39,800 listeners. Now, that is nearly 40,000, obviously, but... If you are one person and you listen to a podcast a day from Keep the Change, you would be 30 or 31 listeners in July. So it's not actually 39,000 unique people tuning into the podcast. But the numbers aside, the good thing to see is that people are consuming the content, they're still learning, the listeners are still finding the content, and a lot of that comes from you putting something on your story or leaving a five-star review because that is how this content is getting in front of more people. I've currently got three ads uh, running for Keep the Change at the moment, and those are on Spotify. I've also got, you might have seen some new videos running on Instagram, where I went and did a podcast down in Nelson with the team at Be Seen More, Todd Starr and Jake, great people. If you're in that area, you should seriously link up with them. They are fucking onto it, know what they're doing, and they've got a great setup there. I rolled into their studio Todd ended up saying, shit, I was actually a little bit nervous uh, with you coming in here, but I did a podcast with them for a project that they're working on, and I don't do too many podcasts anymore. I usually say no, uh, because I could just, yeah, there's so many to say yes to. But anyway, I was in the area, I was filling in time, and I like to squeeze, you know, that's when I've done it for speaking, I like to squeeze my time. And so I went in there, and they said, oh, before you leave, do you want to record a few explainer videos, and you can see what we do for clients? And I said, yeah, let's do it. So... Luckily, I'd been working on some scripts for the podcast ads on Spotify, and I was then basically able to do those as a video 
and they um, yeah put the all the fancy graphics and stuff in the background. The downside is everyone's like, fuck yeah, loving the new look, this is awesome. And I'm thinking, shit, I didn't do this and I wouldn't even know where to start. So don't expect that the content or quality of is always going to be at that sort of level. That was something that the team at Be Seen More did for me. Now, I've got to spend money to get those podcast ads and the video ads in front of more people. So I've put three and a half grand behind that. So basically I take my five grand that I make from speaking and I'm like, cool, I'm going to redeploy it back into Grow and Keep the Change. And that is how some of you will now be listening because you may have been seen an ad or you might have seen something and thought, I'm going to check some of this shit out and then you enjoy it, so you carry on. Or someone in the same position as that has then put something on their story and you've thought, I'm going to get into this and have a look. So you could be here because of that. But the reason I tell you this is because then I paid uh, 2300 bucks for my pens uh, gold pens, I'm still fucking waiting on those things to turn up, actually had to follow them up, I was like, have I been scammed? Where are these at? It's been a month since I heard, had any further comms from them, but there's my five grand from speaking, gone, three and a half grand for ads, 2,300 for gold pens, so I can start giving those out at the end of these presentations that I'm doing, and we can create a thing about having a gold pen, so I get my 5k in, and it's gone, and I'm then, that's, as you can do some simple math, there's more than five grand as well, but reason for telling you that is that that is me investing into the future. I know that those things will come back. The goal is to try and get 100,000 people learning, listening, improving their finances. Then we can have a better country, better economy, and a small pocket. You know, that's just the goal that I've set. But I can't just, like, let that happen. I've still got to exert energy and do things to ensure that that stuff does happen. So I am reinvesting in what I'm doing, but I can do that confidently knowing that in the future that the money will come back and the money does come back and I will do a lesson for you soon about that as well but we need to get through a prior lesson before I can do that one so the next one or one coming up soon is going to be about have you given up uh, on investing in yourself effectively and why Uh, is it because of education and then secondly a story about investing in myself over a long time period how that has recently rewarded me with quite a decent Uh, level of revenue so I will give you both of those lessons soon but at the moment we're on the path of really trying to get people to understand inflation so in week number 169 of money mail we are looking at income levels and what they look like now that we have such high inflation over such a long period of time now if you listen to the please understand inflation pod you would have heard me briefly talk about this but I knew that not everybody would listen to that so I've put an example together and I've shown you how you can go away and figure out what your situation looks like as well uh, and I'll give you another couple of examples that I didn't put into this because I didn't want it to be too long but I think you'll be interested in as well. So week number 169 of Money Mail, your purchasing power decreased 15% in three years. Now that a number of you hate me after suggesting last week's income exercise, if you didn't do that, go back and do that as well, I thought it would keep I thought I would keep the theme going. Did you know that your purchasing power decreased 15% in the last three years? This is why you really need to understand inflation. At 11.59pm on the 25th of March 2020, New Zealand shut down. Do you remember that? It feels like a long time ago now, doesn't it? I can't even really remember that. I remember some things from COVID and being like, whoa, this is crazy. But it's hard to actually think you know, where you were and, and things like that. Um, and I could yeah, picture one where I was house sitting and 
there was a big announcement going to be at 1pm, but I can't even remember what that was about now. So it's funny how our memories you know, actually aren't as good as what we think they are, and we rely on our memories so much, but we probably fuck it up a lot because we can't actually think about all of these details, even though you know these things are pretty major. Now, our first wage subsidy kicked in shortly after this too. Money was created and therefore devalued. The 2020 COVID-19 wage subsidy was to help businesses pay their staff impacted by COVID-19. It was available from the 17th of March 2020 to the 9th of June 2020. We had a number of subsidies in the coming years, as well as support payments, cost of living payments, bailouts, cheap debt, etc. Businesses could borrow at 0%, people could borrow for properties at 2.5%. It was pretty out of hand for a while there. Regardless of what you believe to have caused inflation, know that it has been compounding at a rate of 5.5% for the last three years. Now, this is why I've been so big for a long time now, trying to teach you not to be those people that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's a global problem. Oh, but, you know, the war in Ukraine. And you're like, yeah, yeah, fucking cool. But it's still here. You know, it's, it's a global problem that people keep saying that it's a global problem. Inflation was high before the war started in Ukraine anyway, but... Again, that's just shit that people grab onto to feel some form of safety or security that they don't actually have to do anything or take this stuff seriously. But you don't want to be like that. You want to take full ownership. You want to have the education and then you want to be better armed to think, okay, cool, what could I be doing about this? Now, put very simply, given that inflation has been here, it just means that your money buys less. As an example, a $70,000 salary after tax, ACC, and KiwiSaver is $52,809. Now, I deliberately did 70K because that is seems to be about an average income these days, and that's moving quickly, but the 33% tax bracket kicks in from $70,000 as well, and I'll explain that in a bit. But I asked the Reserve Bank New Zealand's inflation calculator, what would general CPI that costs $52,809 in quarter two of 2020 cost in quarter two of 2023. Basically, if I took my $52,809, so my gross pay, my 70K after tax, if I took that and I got all of it and I had that in March 2020 and I spent it all on goods and services, what would I need in June 2023 to buy the same amount of goods and services? The answer is $62,089.56. So basically, 62 k in June 2023 is worth what $52,809 was in March 2020. I actually think it was June 2020. I think I've put the wrong month in there. Anyway, over that time period, it's relatively the same. So you basically need a net 10K pay rise to be able to buy the same amount of shit. So then... You've got to think, well, you don't get paid in net, you get paid in gross to start with, and then you get taxed, right? And then you might contribute to your KiwiSaver too. So what I did is I then figured out what $62,089 after tax and KiwiSaver income equates to before tax and KiwiSaver. So that's basically an $85,000 gross salary. Then once you pay your tax, your KiwiSaver, you're then going to have $62K. If you were earning $70,000 in June 2020, you'd basically need to be earning $85,000 today in order to buy the same goods or services. This is a 21% increase in your salary. Now remember too that the way I've calculated this is with general CPI off of the Reserve Bank's website and that does it for you, but it's an inflation measure of a basket of goods and services. But Each of us have our own individual inflation rate because we all buy different goods and services in varying quantities, i.e. a parent may buy a whole heap of baby products, but 
a non-parent may not, for instance. So we all buy different things each day and each month and each year depending on you know, what we're doing in our life at that time or what we like doing, what we don't like doing. Some people might like going to the movies. Other people might like just sitting at home watching Netflix. All of those things have had different increases in their costs and therefore we all have an individualized inflation rate. So for a lot of people, that inflation rate of, well, over that time, is your inflation rate's probably higher um, than the general rate. But for other people, it will be lower. It is really hard to tell but basically just know that averages and generals don't always fit your situation specifically. Now, of course, too, the CPI doesn't really measure interest rates going up. So for a lot of people who have debt, their effective interest uh, inflation rate would be higher because they are having to spend more of their disposable dollar on covering increasing interest costs. So what you might want to do is you might want to go and figure out what was your 2020 June, your June 2020 salary. So basically, what were you getting paid in in June 2020? And go to the PAYE calculator at payee.net.nz, work out what the net amount is that you received after taxes, KiwiSaver, etc. Then go to the Reserve Bank Inflation Calculator. So if you search on Google for Reserve Bank Inflation Calculator, it'll come up or check out Money Mail and you'll be able to get it. It's in the blog as well, keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog if you want to read any of the prior episodes or lessons. So enter in what would general CPI cost and enter in your net salary. So that's where you're taking your gross salary and you're putting it into the payee.net.nz calculator. That's giving you your net amount and that's what you'd have after taxes and KiwiSaver. So you're putting that into the Reserve Bank calculator and you're selecting quarter two of 2020, and you want to know what that cost in quarter two of 2023. That's going to give you a figure. That figure is obviously going to be higher because of inflation. And now you need to go back to the PAYE calculator and increase the income, play around with it to figure out what you're, well, you can figure out what you're getting paid today, and you put that in. So you would key in your 2023 income. Now, if that 2023 net amount after tax, if it's higher, then the inflation calculator numbered, then you're probably staying ahead of inflation. So it's a little bit confusing, but basically what you're trying to figure out is, is your 2023 income after tax, is that higher than what that Reserve Bank calculator is kicking out for you? Because that's what your income is worth from back three years ago in today's terms. So hopefully you are staying ahead of inflation. But like I said before, you've got your individual inflation rate. So this is a very general way to think about it. Now, if you can't remember what you got paid in 2020, I taught you how to find this. So go back and have a look at last week's episode. But if you go to my IR and the IRD's website, you go to your income summary and run off the total gross you were paid for the 2020 financial year. Use that figure. And on the inflation calculator, you can then uh, chuck it in. So then 2023, well, surely you know what you're getting paid at the moment. But as a general rule, this exercise is designed to really get you thinking about inflation and how pay rises get impacted by taxes and inflation. So another couple of examples are, for instance, people who were getting paid $150,000. Now, that would be a small percentage of the population, but more people will move towards that as we have more inflation. So inflation... Uh, is going to kill the purchasing power for a lot of people and even high income earners need to be thinking, okay, well, what did I, 
what did I used to get paid? Now, what do I get paid? Have I beaten inflation? So two examples, $150,000, that's $102,000. Well, it's basically $103K after taxes and KiwiSaver. So you are losing or spending 47 k on taxes and KiwiSaver. So that in 2020, today, that income is basically 178300 So if you were earning 150 k in 2020, if you're not earning 178 k today, you basically haven't gone ahead in real terms. Now what about someone earning 250 k Again, a very high income in this country. So in 2020, after tax, that was $167,260. But this is where it gets interesting. In 2023, a $250,000 salary after tax in KiwiSaver is only $162,747. You're saying, well, how can that be? Because we introduced a 39% tax rate. So now these people are copying a 6% increase in tax on $70,000 of their income as well. So that income between $180,000 to $250,000, so 70K, is now being taxed at 39%, not 33%. So those people have been impacted even more because they've been smacked by a tax increase and they've been smacked by inflation. So basically, these people need to earn $308,000 in 2023 to have the same effective income as what they had in, two, uh, in 2020. So a $250,000 salary in 2020 now needs to be $308,000 in 2023 to buy the same amount of goods and services. So inflation, as you can see, is a big problem and we must learn more about it to protect ourselves and our communities. Because just remember that this is a, a period that we're in of inflation and it could subside it could be here for some time but there's a high chance that you'll see more of this shit throughout your life as well so if you haven't yet please go and listen to the keep the change podcast called please understand inflation now and you will get up to speed and we've had so much feedback mike and i about how much people have learned from this and it's been simple to understand and it's made them really think about what it is that they need to be doing um, or thinking about or just not sleeping on the stuff now, whilst many people have been busy wasting time on what inflation can be blamed on, I've been coming to terms with it and finding ways to educate and protect myself plus others. Now, often when I do content around inflation, I get, yesterday I had a doctor, I don't know what they're a fucking doctor of, message me on LinkedIn, being like, inflation's a big problem, you're right, Luke, but you know, what do you suggest people do? I think they're basically coming at me as such, saying like, you, you know, you're just complaining about inflation, but what can people actually do about it? And so every time, especially for uh, this older doctor, I'm like, there's high chance, never listen to a podcast in their life. I'm like, hi, doctor, whatever their name was. Uh, this is what I was suggesting people think about in August 2022. Here's an hour long podcast of what you can be thinking about uh, in order to beat inflation. And that's now a year old. So that was called the ultimate inflation. Fuck. Yeah, the ultimate inflation guide or uh, the ultimate fuck inflation guide. So I sent that to to that person. But you know, I think there's a lot of people that don't actually understand. You can understand inflation and then figure out what it is that you can do to lessen the impact of it in some way. And that's what I think was smarter to do than get stuck in the oh, it's because of the Ukraine and oh, it's this thing now and oh, it's not actually that bad. No, oh, it's a global problem and oh, ours is lower than this country. Fuck, none of that matters. It's still 
a problem. You know, it's such a it's such a stupid way to deal with a problem is dismiss it. It's just below the line thinking, blame, excuse, deny. Basically, just not actually taking any ownership or accountability uh, or responsibility living above the line and helping people figure out how to navigate it. Now, I often say this, but imagine if we had a stand-up press conference two years ago at 1pm, we got every Kiwi to listen and we said, hey, look, we're really sorry, but we may have got this wrong. Inflation is a big problem and it's going to be here for some time. We're going to need you to protect yourselves. Here's some things you can be thinking about and try to educate people on what they could be doing differently. But instead, no, we did things like, okay, we'll just hand out $350. And now we're talking about taking GST off of food and stuff like that. And I haven't done enough research to figure out where I stand on that stuff. But again, it's more just like, hey guys, we can help you. Here's a quick sugar rush of, of help. And people feel like, oh, cool. I don't need to do anything. But you know, let's say the fruit and vegetable GST removal thing saves you $5 a week. Um, that's $250. Wouldn't we be better to try and teach people how to make an extra $250 a year? Wouldn't that be something better to do um, over the long term? You know, instead of, what's the saying? Don't uh, give a man a fish, teach him how to fish or something like that. But no, instead we go the other way. So I think people got caught up in the, oh, let's just hope this subsides. I don't want to have to take any action. Um, I'm going to support my favorite political party or whoever that is and what, what they say the problem is and just get behind that bandwagon. doesn't matter what color it is. Basically, you're like, well, fuck, they still haven't solved the problem. Like no one has. So it's slowly subsiding. But you can see over three years that this has been very, very hurtful and brutal on a lot of people. Now, inflation could be around for some time. Uh, so don't sleep on it. Understand it for your benefit and your children. Remember that not so long ago it was transitory. That was the first thing as well. Oh, don't worry about this, guys. It's all transitory. Nothing to see here. Then it was at the start. Oh, signs of a growing economy when it got to three point three percent. Oh, it's you know celebrated. It's you know it's great actually. It's a sign of a growing economy. But now, basically, if you haven't had a twenty percent increase in your pay over the last three years, there's a high chance that you have gone backwards. So, you know, nothing to see here apparently except the erosion of your purchasing power. Now, I've had multiple messages after this saying, shit, you know, now that I've gone and done this calculation, it makes sense to me why I feel like I've had such a big pay rise and I've been really excited to buy about it, but I'm still struggling to actually buy the same amount of goods or services or then save money, get ahead, etc." Now, hopefully that will give you some context. It is what it is. We're all playing with the same rules, with the same circumstances. Obviously, we all have an individualized interest rate. But the more you can understand this stuff, the more you can come to terms with it and figure out what you could be doing to do things a little bit differently or just accepting that maybe it's the kick up the ass that you need. But one thing you need to understand too is that even if inflation does come down, it's compounding over time. So to illustrate this, did you know that general CPI that cost $1,000 in 2020, 23 years ago, would cost $1,778.50, so 1778.5, that is 2.5% compound average annual rate over 23 years, creating a 43.8% decrease in purchasing power. So you will basically need $1,800 today to buy the same amount of shit that you would have brought in 2000, 2.5% compound average annual rate. 
over 23 years. So whilst the inflation target is between 1 and 3 and we're like, oh, we're in a real outlier time and this is crazy, know that every year shit's getting 2.5% more expensive than the year before, than the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that on average. So things are going to continue to increase in price. And if you don't understand this, you will be at a detriment to other people who do. And that is what Mikey and I lay out for you in the podcast. Please understand inflation because it impacts things like investing um, and just decisions that you're going to need to make in your future as well. So if you haven't already, I'd love if you could leave a five-star review. If you've been enjoying the written version of Money Mail, maybe forward the email to someone and say, hey, have you done this? Did you know about this? Um, That sort of thing. Now, I've actually got a really cool email to read out from somebody who replied to me about this email. And what did they say to me? They basically said, well, thanks for the terrible bit of news. Ha ha. It makes a lot of sense though. My salary has increased heaps and I'm not seeing any benefit. Can you remind me please, I can't remember the word you always use for NZ's PAYE system, that's a progressive tax system that we have here in New Zealand, but another one said, um, because of your podcast I paid a 40k my entire revolving credit on my mortgage, built an emergency fund of 20k and savings for a holiday. I then used my emergency fund to quit my job to save my mental health from a toxic sexist environment, briefly upskill on a couple of free courses and about to start my new role in my dream job of a $200,000 package. So thank you very much, life-changing stuff, all in less than a year. I was earning a lot and didn't realise it. When you did your podcast about the average income and where I sat, I was like, whoops, I better sort my budget. So you just don't know what piece of content is going to speak to different people and it's going to set them off on a massive journey. But this sounds, you know, this sounds way too good to be true. Basically paid off a 40k revolving credit, uh, saved 20k, quit your job, now going into a 200k salary. For a lot of people, they're just like, that's just fucking too much to achieve in one year. But you know, you don't know what other factors happen for this person. They might have, you know, used an investment to pay off some of that mortgage, for instance. So who knows? You're only looking at some of the things uh, from here. But a lot of people have uh, celebrated that on social media, which is cool to see. But I think the important thing I want to highlight here is that they've received one piece of kick up the ass and gone like, I need to sort my budget. And they're thinking, fuck, I could be doing better. So once you know better, you can do better. The principle is, well, I'm getting paid well, basically is what they're saying. I'm obviously wasting a lot of money. You know what? I want to change that, but it's taken them an entire year to tidy up some of these things. But now that they've done those as well, it's given them options. And that's the cool thing about options. So they have got an emergency fund. They don't like their job. They know that they can get out of it. They're having mental health issues and they don't like the environment and they can lean on their emergency fund to bridge the gap and get them into an environment that they do want to be in. So money is a tool, nothing more, nothing less. It gives you options. And this is what this person is explaining. This is really, really cool. Now, I'm forever battling with the people who tell me how amazing credit cards and buy now, pay later are and whatnot. And that's all good. Like if that's what you want to do, sweet. But I suggest that at some stage you see, can you outgrow that? Because when you constantly are paying back or down a credit card or paying off a buy now pay later what you don't realize is that you're still in a trap where you can't move if you want to so you've got yourself in a bit of bit of a cycling you probably can't see you probably don't even realize that you're like no I'm not it's fine but say you don't like your job can you just leave or can you quit and have four weeks off if you know that you still need to be paying off your buy now pay later your credit card most of us will 
map our actions towards maximising every dollar we get. And so what that means is that we get our after-tax income, but we'll use it and we'll go, well, how much then can I borrow? Oh, you can have a 15K credit card or you can have five grand on buy now, pay later or whatever. And for a lot of people, their credit limits will be bigger than their emergency fund. But even if they're not, even if they've got that emergency fund, they'll probably think, oh, I would like to quit this job or I'd like to do something different, but I'll just wait until I pay off my credit card. I'll just wait until I've cleared my buy now, pay later. I'll just wait until I've cleared my Q card. So those things are often in the way of you being able to make change. So if you think that you love buy now, pay later and all that stuff and it's really good, maybe just scenario plan, okay, what would happen if I just lost my job? What would happen if I fucking didn't want to be in this job and I wanted to quit and I wanted to go and do something different? Could I actually do that? Now, scenario plan, the same thing, but if you didn't have buy now, pay later, if you didn't have credit cards and if you had an emergency fund of 10 grand or a figure that's three times more than what you've ever put aside before, take all of your credit limits and times those by three, have you got that saved as an emergency fund? Could you? What would your life look like if you didn't have the debt and you had that emergency fund? You would have a shitload more options. So often, take the ways that you think are perfect because they're working for you in the here and now and fast forward into the future and just scenario plan some different things that could happen and go, okay, what would I feel like in that moment? But a very, very cool message to finish on. It's great to see so many people learning so much and these different things that people are sharing that they've picked up from Keep the Change. This content is designed to get you thinking, inspire you to look at things in a different way, give you some solutions, give you the encouragement that it's okay to learn about money, to understand it, to actually educate yourself and to continue to move forward and hope and desire and have bigger goals. We'll see you in week number 170 of Keep the Changes Money Mail. Can you hear me now? Can I have it like that? You got it like that. Can I have it like that? You got it like that. Can I have it like that? You got it like that. Can I have it like that? You got it like that. So drop your purse and grab your hips and act like you're trying to get this money right quick. So can I have it like that? You got it like that. Can I have it like that? You got it like that. Can I have it like that? You got it like that.